1: debate on Thursday night? Of course you did. I watched not only the primetime 9 p.m. debate with the major candidates, but I watched the 5 p.m. as well. And actually, I thought the 5 p.m. moderators were far superior than the three stooges of Megyn Kelly, Chris Wallace, and Brett Baer. How disappointing were they? And I have some comments that I will share with you, lieutenants, because in the opening segment, I have got to talk about the war on alpha males, not the war on women that Megyn Kelly tried to goad Donald Trump into, but the war on alpha males. We will get to that. We were T minus seven days away in counting from the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the water in Buffalo. We are jam packed today. Buckle your seatbelts. Long-ass greetings and salutations, a long-ass snappy salute, semper delictatio, always pleasure, America's alpha male front and center, command center alpha, humidor 1A. This alpha is fighting for all of you alphas. Because we are absolutely under attack. If we are decisive, if we are confident, if we are opinionated, if we are successful, if we are happy, we are all under attack, and I am leading the charge. If you care to join us, nationwide cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are now open at 877-Dave 007. That is 877-328-3007. Email address Cigar Dave at cigardave.com. Follow me at Twitter at Cigar Dave Show, Facebook.com/slash Cigardave. Before I even get into talking about the debate, I see that breaking news. Donald Trump last night said that Megyn Kelly, Fox News host Megyn Kelly, had blood coming out of her wherever at this week's Republican debate, resulting in swift condemnation from conservatives and a major political event which pulled its invitation to him. A conservative conservative organization, the Red State Gathering, which is meeting this weekend in Atlanta. Trump was scheduled to give the keynote speech Saturday, and he was disinvited. Now, on Twitter last night, he said, and I will do this in order here, so many politically correct fools in our country. We have to all get back to work and stop wasting time and energy on nonsense. I agree with Trump on that. He says, regarding Megyn Kelly, quote, you could see there was blood coming out of her eyes, pl- blood coming out of her wherever. Then in parentheses, he put nose. Just got on with thought. So they have disinvited him. What a bunch of pansy-ass pussies, those those conservative, that red state. You know what? In this country, we have the ability to say whatever the hell we damn well want. Now, some people can be offended at everything and anything. And so, consequently, here we have an organization doesn't like what he said, and they disinvite him. How about letting the man speak? Now, I have got some criticisms of Donald Trump, and we will get to that. But I want to talk about... The debate very quickly, because as if for those of you that follow me on Twitter, you know, I was very, very active the entire night on Twitter, just like the state of the unions, just like any other speeches, just like any other major debates or events. I get on my Twitter and I just let loose. And I'm at a point in my life, lieutenants, where I don't care who I offend. It just doesn't bother me because I don't care. Now, there are people, I had some people privately email me saying, friends, saying, ooh, your Twitter feed, you were a little uh, little over the top. And I said, specifically, what was over the top? And they couldn't really answer me. But they said, well, every, just over the top. Now, feel free to go and read my Twitter feed from Thursday evening. There was nothing that I said that was over the top. It was all sharp commentary, some biting, some my analysis, and my reactions to what some of the some of the participants had to say. But in no way, shape, or form was it derogatory. In no way, shape, or form were there any items that could be construed as just over the top. Again, people in this country are afraid to hear true opinion. They're afraid of honesty. And I always go back to the, I never forget, I had a squeeze where she put on this this uh, skirt or this dress and said, tell me, does this make my ass look fat? And I looked at her and said, yeah, it really does. And she got totally offended, completely offended. Jump, how could you say that to me? That's so rude. I said, did you not ask me a question? You asked me a question. I answered the question honestly. Would you rather I sugarcoated and lied? And her answer was yes. And that's the mentality we have in this country today where people would rather sugarcoat things, have you lie to them than be truthful? Because the truth is too offensive to many. Not to alpha males. We can take it. Now, I do have some const- uh, constructive criticism of Donald Trump that I will get to in just a few moments. But when we come back, lieutenants, I am going to go through the entire sequence of Megan Kelly's questioning, the background of why she asked that question about Trump, talking derogatory and negative comments about women, and where it all stemmed from. Of course, you're not going to hear it anywhere else, but I actually went through and made sure we had a timeline. And I will stand by Trump on this. I disagree with Trump's performance, saying he had a great performance on Thursday. He didn't. He had a mediocre performance. He was not prepared. And yesterday on Don Lemon's uh, CNN show at 10 o'clock, he had Trump for about a 15-minute interview. And Trump, uh, he asked Trump, well, you're going to prepare differently. You're going to do more preparation. And Trump, amazingly to me, said, well, I really don't think there's more you can uh, prep for. I don't really think I will. Well, that is a huge mistake, Donald. A huge mistake. Don't be so thin-skinned. Don't be so afraid to take constructive criticism. Don't turn it around. Now, if you're going to go against Putin, which you say you can negotiate with, and you'll get a better deal, but you're afraid to go against Megyn Kelly, then we've got a problem. Houston, we have a problem. You don't go after the moderators. You can disagree with them. You can always answer them sharply and sternly and firmly with a nice quip. But you don't have to go after her saying, well, you were not I was nice to you, now you're not nice to me. That's a load of BS. And here's a man that is professing... That he would be able to take on the best negotiators and the leaders from countries around the world, including Vladimir Putin, yet a blonde with very poor, very bad hair extensions that it were distracting as hell. You've got an issue with? Come on, grow up. I endorse Trump. I stand by Trump, but I'm going to reserve judgment. If Donald Trump doesn't perform better in future debates, then I may change who I decide to go with. I always leave the right to change my mind. And that was disappointing. And there was a Franklin's focus group on Thursday after the debate. About 16 of the 25 or 26 people in the focus group, or 30, whatever it was, it was two-thirds easily raised their hands when Franklin said, how many of you were in favor of Donald Trump, wanted to vote for Donald Trump before the debate? Two-thirds of the crowd raised their hand. How many of you afterward... Still support Donald Trump and would vote for Donald Trump. Three hands went up. Went from about 20 people down to three. What does Donald Trump do? He attacks Frank Luntz, saying, I don't know where you get these idiots from. Come on, Donald. Don't be a schmuck. You have a lot of people that want to support you, but you are being a juvenile, thin-skinned prick. Now, when we come back, lieutenants, we will go through the entire sequence of Megyn Kelly's question. The first question she asked, the second question overall in the debate, and it was very clear that Fox was going after Donald Trump. And it was very clear that the first question had nothing to do with Donald Trump's ability as an executive or as a leader to sit in the Oval Office. had nothing to do with it. But I do say this. I would rather have tons of arrows being thrown at me in the first debate because now you can prep. And if Donald Trump thinks it's it's going to get easier, he is in for a rude awakening. And if he cannot answer the questions, and if he, for whatever reason, has to go after the moderators because they do ask him a tough question, then he is not worthy for the office of president. Everybody else on that stage, all the other candidates, with the exception of maybe Rand Paul, they were sharp. Ted Cruz, excellent in terms of debate. Huckabee was good, and I'm not a Huckabee fan. Marco Rubio was very good. Kasich was good. So, Donald, you need to elevate your game. You want to run this country? You want to sit in the Oval Office? Then you better damn well listen to constructive criticism because you're acting like a five-year-old little prick. And I support you. Listen to the people that support you. And I hope you are smart enough to have your advisors that are saying, we need to sharpen up on our debate skills. So when I come back, lieutenants, we'll go through Megan Kelly's opening sequence. Again, we are T-minus seven days away to the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the water at the Buffalo Launch Club. When I come back, I will tell you, we have added a whole, just a ton of great, tastings and samplings for all of our alpha males and lieutenants that are going to be attending next Saturday. It is going to be a phenomenal show as we officially launch the Rocky Patel 20th Anniversary, the Rocky Patel Sun Grown Maduro and the Tabacero by Hamlet Paredes, as Nish Patel and Nimish Desai of Rocky Patel will be there along with Hamlet Paredes. Lieutenants, we will come back. I will get to Megan Kelly's opening question around the corner.
0: Cigar Dave's exclusive telecast with the folks from Davidoff, North America, from the 2015 IPCPR at CigarDave.com. They discuss the brand new Davidoff Escorio, the Avo Synchro Nicaragua, the Camacho American Barrel Aged, and more. Watch These exclusive telecasts anytime on cigardave.com. The story that made the cigar. The cigar that made history. 80 years ago, Monte Cristo began a legacy of crafting only the finest cigars. Now, That legacy is honored by the very special, extremely limited edition, Monte Cristo 80th Anniversary Cigar. Crafted for the first time, Dominican Pelotico Tobacco. Grown from seeds, hand carried from Cuba by Pepe Mendez. This exclusive cigar is like no other, rolled in a dark and oily Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper. The Monte Cristo 80th Anniversary Cigar features a rich, fuller bodied, and wonderfully complex smoke. Packaged in an elegant handmade box, these exceptional cigars are available now at your local tobacconist. Honor the legacy with the Monte Cristo 80th Anniversary. Surgeon General warning. Cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat, even if you do not inhale.
1: As a cigar connoisseur, one of the pleasures that we derive is walking into our retailer's humidor and seeing the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Nine years ago, I had the idea that I wanted to share great cigars with the cigar lieutenants. So, the Officers Club was born. Every month, you will receive three fantastic premium cigars direct to your door, shipped in a very dapper Officers Club customized Ziploc cigar pouch. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. No long-term contracts. You can cancel whenever you want. You enjoy great cigars right to your door. Names like Perdomo, Diamond Crown, Brick House, San Latano, Rocky Patel, Torano, CAO, Avo, Camacho, Greycliffe, and many more. Join the Officers Club today. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and for twenty you'll get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars.
2: In this difficult and challenging time, when the government is trying to outlaw premium cigars and take away the art form of enjoying a beautiful cigar, we decided to introduce our brand called Prohibition. This cigar is gonna be the bootleggers dream. A gorgeous cigar made in Esteli, Nicaragua triple capped using a broadleaf wrapper and a Mexican wrapper from the San Andres Valley. It's got Nicaraguan tobaccos from the Nicaraguan valleys of Esteli and Jalapa. It's rich, it's complex, It's got some spice, some white pepper, and a ton of sweetness. Full of flavor, this cigar is one that you're gonna wanna enjoy, and you're gonna bootleg. And that's why it's called Prohibition. Enjoy it, I promise you're gonna love it.
0: With an unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy, it's time for
1: National Cigar Litation Maneuvers. Well, I have a tough decision here. I have the Cigar Dave Officers Club, the July selections, which you all received if you are members earlier this week, middle of this week. They were delayed about 10 to 12 days because the brand new La Palina Red Label was just arriving from the Dominican Republic. Officers Club members, the first in the entire world to enjoy this new La Polina red label. Now there's a La Polina black in there as well, and the La Polina Mr. Sam, which is made at El Titan de Bruns down in Miami. Sandy Cobas, under her auspices, makes just phenomenal cigars. So I have a dilemma here. Do I want the Mr. Sam, which is a nice spicy gem? Do I want the La Polina Black Label, which is very full-bodied, very rich, spicy, with a Brazilian wrapper? Or do I want the newly introduced La Polina Red Label, which is creamy, a lot of flavor, made in the Dominican, just very, very pleasant. I have a tough dilemma. Hmm. Oh, boy, I can smoke them all. However... Being the alpha male I am, I'm not going to waffle and wait to make a decision. I'm not going to be like one of these betas like, I don't know, what should I smoke? What cigar should I light? I don't know, you pick. No, maybe I should pick. What do you think? I don't know. I hate indecisive people. They're irritating. They're wussified betas. And remember, the majority of people in this country are terrified of us. Decisive alpha males. They fear us because we are so decisive, and we are so on the ball. However, I will enjoy the La Polina Red Label. Brand new cigar, beautiful-looking stick. The aroma on this is just fantastic. I'll tell you, Bill Paley at La Polina Cigars. And if you go to CigarDave.com and click on the IPCPR 2015 link, you will see we did a nice interview with him, and he gives a tour of the booth, which was very, very informative and very entertaining. But Bill Paley, whose grandfather, Mr. Sam, Sam Paley, founded the company, has been working on this blend for the last year and a half or so. Beautiful Dominican-made cigar with an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, Ecuadorian binder and fillers from Nicaragua and the Dominican Republic. It is mild, it is creamy, but very, very flavorful. A little bit of spice, and I've just pulled out the Zero Busto, 5 inches by 52 Suggested retail, $10 per cigar. That's what I will enjoy now.
0: Cigar altering and
1: highly sharpened leaf-exposing device. Self-sharpening double-edged stainless steel guillotine ready to go.
0: Maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus.
1: Well, I've got from the Cigar Dave Research and Development Laboratories my 4Jet Flame special Blue and orange colored litation device, and about an inch from the flame, it gets to a very, very deep, dark orange. So you can see exactly where the flame is. It is magnificent. Special heating element. The guys, the research guys, and their lab coats, they're always coming out with very unique things. Maybe I'll bring this to Buffalo next week.
0: Cigar. Cigar pre-litation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three,
1: two, one. And here comes the cut. Perfect cut by the general, as always. Very, very nice. All right, I will now gently toast the foot of this beautiful La Paulina Red label. What a beautiful-looking cigar. Nice, deep tan. I would say it's a dark tan-colored, Colorado-colored Ecuadorian Habano wrapper. Made down at the PDR factory in the Dominican Republic in Tamboril. They make beautiful cigars in that factory. Abe Flores oversees that factory. Beautiful cigars I will now puff and rotate after I have toasted the wrapper and now the filler oh knife mm. I think Bill Paley has outdone himself with this red label absolutely delicious
3: mm.
1: now wait for to it fully lit? Mm. Mm-mm. oh yeah even amber glow at the foot of cigar and the reason Part of the reason I selected this, not only because it's new, it's a great cigar. I think it'll go very nicely. I know it will go very nicely with my accompaniment libation. Scotch, bourbon,
0: and beer. Commence thirst-quenching libationary maneuvers.
1: Well, I'm pulling out a bottle of cognac, the Corvassier VSOP, which stands for Very Special Old Hail. Now, you have various grades of cognac. The VS, which is very special. The youngest brandy has been stored for at least two years in the cask. VSOP, very superior, old pale, or reserve. Youngest brandy, brandy in this blend stored at least four years. You have XO, or Napoleon, where the youngest brandy is stored for at least six years. And, of course, Daj, which is beyond age, which is way past XO you rarely see. The white wine used in making cognac is very dry, acidic and thin. It comes from the cognac region of France. After the grapes are pressed, the juice is left to ferment for 2 to 3 weeks, and then the wild yeast convert into sugar into alcohol, and then you have a 7 to 8% alcohol by volume concoction. Then distillation takes place and then you get up to about a 70% or about a 70 proof, 35 to 40% alcohol by volume. And this Courvoisier is very, very pleasant. Runs you about $40, $42 a bottle. I will pour it here. Oh, beautiful. And remember, this cognac comes from grapes. It is fermented, so it is a distilled spirit. I will say, cheers. Mm. Notes of pear on the nose. Mm, a little bit of cinnamon. Take a nice sip again. Oh, that's warm on the palate. Very nice. Very pleasant. Very smooth for a VSOP. It's very, very smooth. Corvassier. I need my Corvassier, as they said on Saturday Night Live. Perfect accompaniment to my La Paulina Red Label. Lieutenants, when we come back, I will hit it hard with Megyn Kelly and her question to Donald Trump. And the background behind it. As we continue front and center enjoying the alpha male good life.
0: The Cigar Dave Officers Club selection this month is Casa Torrent from A. Torrent Cigars. Casa Torrent consists of a dark San Andreas Maduro wrapper, binders from Mexico and Nicaragua, and fillers from Nicaragua and Mexico. These cigars are now available in the U.S. for the first time. Not a member of the Officers Club? Get premium cigars shipped directly to you every month by signing up today at Cigardaves.com. Lieutenants, The Alpha Pleasure Fest at The Rock is Saturday, November 21st at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Tampa. Presented by Davidoff North America. Tickets will go on sale on Saturday, August 15th at CigarDave.com.
1: Thursday night, lieutenants. Big evening. Record. Not only for the number of people that watched the debate at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 21, was it 21 or 26 million? Whatever it was, huge, set an all-time record for a cable news show. It eclipsed the viewing for the Women's World Cup final game about three weeks ago. Huge. Even the debate at, at 5 o'clock set a record, think like over 6 million, which was absolutely huge. Well, let me give you some comments before we get into Megyn Kelly. First of all, I thought the opening sequence at 8.50 p.m. and the closing uh, sequence was very disjointed and discombobulated. It was very awkward. You had the three moderators sitting there trying to do some happy talk. They invite the debate participants to come in, and the debate participants are nowhere to be found. Then finally they come in and they're standing there awkwardly for a few minutes. It was a very awkward beginning. And frankly, the way that Fox should have done it was at 9 o'clock, welcome everybody, and then introduce each candidate one by one, let them walk out, take their positions, and give a a little background on each candidate. It was very poorly done, poorly executed. And when the event was done, when the debate was over, and then all the families were going up on stage— You had this happy talk again with Megyn Kelly and Brett Baer and Chris Wallace. It was amateur hour, and I tweeted that as well. I thought Fox overall did a marginal job on the production of the debate. And remember, Fox has huge resources. They had more cameras and more equipment and more personnel, and they've had plenty of time for this. What they should have done is done a 10-minute maybe pre-warm-up with the three moderators, not sitting at the desk. And then at 9 o'clock, do an open, do a quick uh, 30 seconds or 60 second by the moderator, welcoming everybody, and then introduce the candidates. And in the end, when it was done, they should have just had the cameras focusing on the families, and they should have cut away to the analysts in another area of the arena for follow-up. It was very poorly executed, very discombobulated. That being said, the first question by Megyn Kelly, the second question overall, Megyn Kelly asked Donald Trump about name calling of women.
5: Mr. Trump, one of the things people love about you is you speak your mind and you don't use a politician's filter. However, that is not without its downsides, in particular when it comes to women. You've called women you don't like fat pigs, dogs, slobs, and disgusting animals. Your Twitter account? Only is Rosie several? O'Donnell. No, it wasn't.
1: Now, why did Donald Trump call Rosie O'Donnell all those names? Did Donald Trump wake up one morning, hit his Twitter feed, and start saying, Rosie O'Donnell's a cow, she's a pig? Did he start ran- doing it randomly? No. What happened was Rosie O'Donnell on The View, made derogatory and disparaging comments not only about Trump, but his family as well.
3: Trump oh, yeah. is in the news again because Money's allowing well because his show The Apprentice is starting again in January. Oh, yeah. He held a big press conference to see if he was going to allow Miss USA, such a prestigious title, <laughs> to um, regain well, and reach. To to re- Miss America is the, the prestige. Miss USA it is, it is it a is different too. thing.
6: Representing America in
3: a Yes, things. it's basically a model competition. Let's- and so what if it is? It is a model
1: competition. They're good-looking dames to look at. Rosie O'Donnell never in a million years would qualify for that because she is a big ugly cow. So right off the bat, she starts ta- disparaging the 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 contest.
3: Continues. Let's be realistic, okay? They took... what about peace in the world? They always want peace in. They the world. They have one question in Miss USA. And they always yeah. Say they'd I like, want I peace. like to cure cancer and end world hunger, and then I'd like to go to Studio Fifty Four yeah. and do some crap, <laughs> you know this young girl, Tara Connor. how old is she, 20, 20, 21, 20, 21. Twenty-one. she went out and she was partying, she's from Kentucky, she's so cute. she went to New York and she was hanging out at all the parties, doing what Paris and Lindsay do, you know, right. dancing, whatever, and so he held a press conference to announce whether or not she was going to retain her crown, yes. and then she started to cry, she did. so I, I just want to thank Donald is giving me a second chance, and, it was brilliant. and there he is, hair looping going everywhere, <laughs> I do a second chance. and I'm going to give her a second chance. This guy is perfect for that. Your hair is, is perfect, perfect for Listen, he annoys me on a multitude of levels. He's the moral authority. Left the first wife, had an affair. Left the second wife, had an affair. Had kids both times, but he's the moral compass for 20-year-olds in America. Donald, sit and spin, my friend. I don't enjoy him. No. No, no, no. Well, Donald Trump
1: did not have kids out of wedlock with both Marla Maples and Melania. And he supports his kids. He has a great relationship with his kids. So Rosie O'Donnell was the first to throw the missiles. Now, if somebody's going to throw missiles at me, you got two choices. Do you avoid it? You could. Or... If you are an alpha male and you've got a big personality and big brass balls, such as Donald Trump and myself, you're going to go fire right back. And when someone screws me, I have always believed in this, lieutenants, when someone screws me, I screw back in spades. And there have been times when I have been screwed. And when I do get screwed, whether it's in business, a deal, whatever it is, I make sure that I make their life so damn miserable and get back at them, not in an illegal form but in business or competition or anything, that I beat them into the ground. I pulverize them until they're not six feet under, but that they're 50 feet under. And I show no mercy whatsoever. Now, I've had people say, well, Jesus, Dave, wait a minute. Come on. You got to chill out a little bit. No, I don't. I have always had a truly huge competitive streak in me. Somebody's going to screw me. I'm not going to screw back equally. Just like when people say, well, you should have a proportioned response. If any country drops a bomb on this country, I'm not just going to go drop one bomb in return. I'm going to launch an entire nuclear arsenal. And if the world doesn't like it too bad, then don't attack our country. I'm so tired of people saying, well, we should have a proportional response. Okay, they killed 10 people. Let's just only kill 10 of theirs. No, I'm going to go in. I'm going to annihilate them. I'm going to finish them. And I've always had that competitive instinct, that competitive spirit. You screw me, I'm going to screw you back in spades. Here is how Donald Trump reacted right after that in an interview with uh, Extra.
4: Well, Rosie O'Donnell's disgusting. I mean, both inside and out. You take a look at her, she's a slob. She talks like a a truck driver. Rosie attacked me personally because I was very happy when her talk show failed. The other thing that failed, and this was a real monster, and everybody was suing her, was her magazine. Her magazine called Rosie was a total disaster. So I loved it. I gloat over it. I think it's wonderful because I like to see bad people fail. Rosie failed. I'm happy about it. She's basically a disaster. Well, she called me a snake oil salesman. And, you know, coming from Rosie, that's pretty low because when you look at her and when you see the mind, the mind is, is weak. I don't see it. I don't get it. I never understood. How does she even get on television? I believe Barbara made a terrible mistake putting her on, and I think Barbara's probably paying
1: a big price. Not only did she put her on once, she put her on A second time. And that turned out to be a disaster. They brought Rosie O'Donnell back to The View this year. Ratings tanked. They got rid of her.
4: If I were running The View, I'd fire Rosie. I mean, I'd look her right in that fat, ugly face of hers. I'd say, Rosie, you're fired.
1: Hey, she does have a fat, ugly face. So Trump was attacked first. You're attacked. You're going to go back. And he said what many people think. And again, people find it offensive. Oh, you can't call a woman a fat pig, a cow. Why not? If women want equal equal rights, whether it's in the workplace, they should have equal rights in terms of being being made fun of or offended. That's how it works. It's okay for a woman to, to disparage a man, but it's not okay for a man to defend himself and disparage a woman in return? The hell with that. We're all a little chubby, but Rosie's just worse than
4: most of us. But it's not the chubbiness. Rosie is a very unattractive person.
1: She is. She's an unattractive person not only on the outside, but she's got a very bad, mean personality. She went after Tom uh, Selleck because he happens to be a hunter. He likes uh, his guns. He's a member of the NRA. And she went after him. And when she did, that was the end of her talk show. That cratered her talk show after that because she was always known as the, the queen of nice or whatever it is. Well, she became the queen of mean. And that was the end of her big talk show
4: both inside and out rosie's a person that's very lucky to have her girlfriend and she better be careful or i'll send one of my friends over to pick up her girlfriend why would she stay with rosie if she had another choice she's trying to use abc and the view to get even with me but with me we fight back i'll probably sue rosie because she doesn't tell the facts as an example i'm worth many billions of dollars now she said i was bankrupt i never went bankrupt so Probably I'll sue her, because it would be fun. I'd like to take some money out of her fat-ass pockets.
1: I I love it. Take some money out of her fat-ass pockets. And she does have a fat ass. If you've ever seen her, very large.
4: I actually think they ought to look at her whole life and see where she's coming from, because I think she's got some very deep-seated problems. Perhaps it should be Rosie that goes to rehab. Rosie is a loser.
1: Well, someone attacks you and your family... And your wives or your kids, you can either sit back and take it or you launch a nuclear missile. And that's exactly what Trump did. Those of us that have very outgoing personalities tend to shoot off and make comments that some people may find uncomfortable, some people may not like, but we're always honest. We don't hold anything back. And what I what I disrespect most about people is when they're not honest with you if they somebody has a beef with me just tell me no problem i like to know who my enemies are i have no problem with that but when someone looks and smiles at your and i've had guys i've worked for way way back where they looked at your face and they oh everything is great you're great and then behind your back they're trying to screw you and and, and whack you well again someone comes after me i'm going to screw them back in spades and trump was unafraid he was unapologetic. He was boisterous. He was vociferous. He was very candid in his remarks about Rosie O'Donnell. Now, that's the background. I think it's imperative that you know the background. Donald Trump didn't just come out one day and say Rosie O'Donnell is an untalented pig. It's not what he said. He was attacked. He attacked back. Good for him. Now, Megyn Kelly continues on with the question where after the Rosie O'Donnell, uh, only Rosie O'Donnell quip by Donald Trump.
5: Your Twitter account has several disparaging comments about women's looks. You once told a contestant on Celebrity Apprentice it would be a pretty picture to see her on her knees. Does that sound to you like the temperament of a man we should elect as president? And how will you answer the charge from Hillary Clinton, who is likely to be the Democratic nominee, that you are part of the war on women?
1: Now, let's examine that quote about you'd like to see women on your knees. Now, at the face of this... You would think Donald Trump saw some woman and said, hey, get down on your knees, bitch. That's not what happened. we come back, we'll give you the background on what exactly happened during Celebrity Apprentice. And there is no war on women. We have two women running for president. We have women that are CEOs. The majority of women, the majority of college graduates are women. The majority of postdoctoral graduates are women women have served as speaker of the house or a woman has served as speaker of the house in the cabinet they are doctors lawyers bankers broadcasters they there is no glass ceiling that has long gone this is nothing more than a bs talking point fabricated talking point created by the taxocrat national committee the dems the libs war on women oh boo hoo these women are still enslaved women don't get paid women can't get gra- can't vote women can't drive women can't get executive jobs women can't go to college it's all a load of poppycock so when we come back we'll give you the background on Megan Kelly's supposed quote that Donald Trump likes to see women on their knees
0: the 2015 Alpha Pleasure Fest on the Water presented by Rocky Patel is Saturday, August 15th at the Buffalo Launch Club. This all VIP ticketed event is now sold out. Attendees were promised 6 premium cigars from Rocky Patel, including the new 20th Anniversary, the Sun Grown Maduro, and the Tomahawk by Hamlet. But at IPCPR, the general told you he's throwing in 2 more private blend cigars made by Rocky Patel for a grand total of 8 premium cigars. The 2015 Alpha Pleasure Fest on the Water, presented by Rocky Patel, is Saturday, August 15th. For details, go to CigarDave.com.
8: a story of two passions combining to create a love that lasted through the ages. Today, the renowned Grupo de Maestros join famed cigar makers Aging Room to craft a new story, the Romeo, by Romeo y Julieta Aging Room Cigar. Immaculately constructed by Aging Room artisans under the guidance of the famed Grupo de Maestros, this Dominican Puro exemplifies the best qualities of two storied brands. Elegant and aromatic, Romeo by Romeo y Julieta's Aging Room is a rich, savory, medium to full-bodied cigar. A true work of love. Available now at your local tobacconist, pick up a Romeo by Romeo y Julieta Aging Room today and experience the love that occurs when two passions combine. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking
0: can cause lung cancer and heart disease. need to listen to all the betas at work. Download the Cigar Dave mobile app and listen to the Alpha Male Good Life 24-7 anywhere you go.
1: Let me replay Megan Kelly's follow-up to Donald Trump after he made the funny Only Rosie O'Donnell quip.
5: Your Twitter account has several disparaging comments about women's looks. You once told a contestant on Celebrity Apprentice it would be a pretty picture to see her on her knees. Does that sound to you like the temperament of a man we should elect as president? And how will you answer the charge from Hillary Clinton, who is likely to be the Democratic nominee, that you are part of the war on women?
1: You once told a woman you'd like to see her on her knees. Well, Megan, you were very dishonest. You were clearly using sleight of hand knowing exactly what was said and in what context it was said. Of course, you didn't hear it anywhere, but let me play it for you. This was on Season 6 of The Celebrity Apprentice. Brett Michaels is the team leader. Brandy Roderick, a former Playboy playmate. And by the way, if you go to my Twitter feed, you will see my comment yesterday about... Brandy Roderick, and I put a very nice picture from Playboy on there so you can make your own decision. But this is what Brett Michaels, this is Brett Michaels in the boardroom with Donald Trump, and there's also some laughter you'll hear at the end. That was Piers Morgan, who is a guest judge as well, or, or, or maybe part of the, the, uh, the team, or somebody doing the task they were doing the task for. Brett Michaels talking to Donald Trump. Brandy Roderick is sitting next to Brett Michaels, Donald Trump across from both of them.
8: Brandy came in here. She got down on her knees and said, "I passionately want to do this. I, at this point, am the team chooser, not the team leader
3: Excuse yet."
1: Excuse me. You dropped to your knees. Yes. And begged to do this, and I said, "I'm looking around the room, and we had even Latoya sitting beside me. Thought maybe Brandy was right." Must be a right. pretty picture. You dropped to your knees. John and Dennis thought I should be. Omarosa said me. <laughs> some other. All right. Piers Morgan even found it funny. In fact, Brandy had a snicker on her face after the comment was made. She smiled. She she had a snicker. This was not a comment that Donald Trump planned and said, Brandy Roderick, Playboy Playmate, get down on your knees, bitch. That's not what he said. Let me replay one more time so it is very clear. And maybe Megyn Kelly should have played this before or listened to it more detail rather than taking a BS soundbite, one little quip, out of it. Brandy came in here, she got down on her knees and said, I passionately want to do this. I, at this point, am the team chooser,
4: not the team leader Excuse yet. Excuse me, you dropped to your knees? Yes. And begged to do this. And I
1: said, I'm looking around the room, and we had even Latoya who was beside me, thought maybe Brandy was be right. was must a pretty picture you dropped to your knees. John and Dennis thought I should be, Omarosa said me, <laughs> some other. Now, when that was said, Donald Trump should have handled it very differently than he did. Let me continue playing this. Let me continue. I'll play Donald Trump's response. And then I have Brandi Roderick's call into MSNBC yesterday and what she had to say about that comment.
4: I think the big problem this country has is being politically correct. I've been... I've been challenged by so many people, and I don't frankly have time for total political correctness. And to be honest with you... This country doesn't have time either. This country is in big trouble. We don't win anymore. We lose to China. We lose to Mexico, both in trade and at the border. We lose to everybody. And frankly, what I say, and oftentimes it's fun, it's kidding, we have a good time, what I say is what I say. And honestly, Megan, if you don't like it, I'm sorry. I've been very nice to you, although I could probably maybe not be based on the way you have treated me, but I wouldn't do that. But you know what?
1: And that was stupid of Trump to say.
4: We need strength. We need energy. We need quickness and we need brain in this country to turn it around. That I can tell you right now.
1: Trump did not handle that like he should. He shouldn't have gone after Megyn Kelly. But this is what Brandi Roderick had to say about that dropping to your knee comment.
9: Yeah, I actually didn't even remember, like him, I didn't even remember him saying that. Um, And from the clip, you can see all he was reacting to was, you know, what he thought it would have looked like. Um, But, you know, I've always had a positive experience around Donald. He's always been encouraging. He's never been disrespectful to me. Um, I don't condone men being derogatory, but I think he was just, you know, he's on television. He's trying to be funny. I don't think that he meant anything, uh, you know, horrible by it.
1: He didn't. It was a quip. Now, the way Donald Trump should have handled that, he should have said, Megan, I am most assuredly have the mentality, I do most assuredly have the mentality to sit in the White House. There is no war on women in my companies." in my family women have been held in high esteem I have promoted women I have encouraged women and and helped them climb the ladder there is absolutely zero truth it was nothing more than a quip and Megan for you to pull that out without showing the entire clip is disingenuous that's all he would have had to say and the audience would have applauded would have been done when he went after Megan that was wrong big mistake answer the question stick it right back up her ass that's all you do Figuratively, of course, not literally. Lieutenants, hour number two of the Cigar Dave Show. There is a war on alpha males. It will not stand here.
0: This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A.
1: defending alpha males right to be decisive to be opinionated to be strong not to roll over at the first sign of criticism it's not how it works when you're an alpha male there is a war on alpha males there is no war on women there is a a very clear war on alpha males from the time that boys leave the womb the feminists Those that would like to make boys more neutered, more feminine. It has been a problem for 40 years. That's why this country is where it is today. Many of our elected officials, they are wussified betas. But as long as I am sitting in Command Center Alpha, this very comfortable embroidered leather chair, there is no way that I will give up the fight to make sure alpha males are held in the highest regard and the highest esteem in these United States of America. Welcome back, our number two of the Cigar Dave Show, lieutenants. If you care to join us, 877-DAVE-007, 877-328-3007. I am more than happy and eager to hear your comments about the debate. And Cigar Sister just brought up, texted me, brought up a very good point, that none of the moderators asked Governor Christie about Bridgegate. And I assure you that if he was asked, he would have handled the question properly without disparaging the moderators. And Donald Trump must do a better job. When he was asked about the bankruptcy situation, there were three or four bankruptcy at his hotels. And again, that was based, that was back, I believe, in the 80s. And there was one, I think, in the early 2000s with uh, Atlantic City, with the hotels there. And his reply should have been very simple. Instead of this BS where I use the bankruptcy laws like any smart businessman... What he should have said is, let me be very clear, we filed Chapter 11, Reorganization, which allows companies to reorganize, to continue business as usual, to continue operations, to make sure that employees are the workers are still being employed and being paid, and give us time to deal with our creditors. And by the way, many of those creditors are banks, and they are not thin-skinned, they are not necessarily the nicest people. But we use that in limited cases out out of hundreds and hundreds of deals, and sometimes there are factors which cause companies to have to go through the Chapter 11 process, market conditions, other forces. We've seen it in the airline industry. We've seen it in the steel industry. We've seen it in other industries. And in the instance of the hotels in Atlantic City, Atlantic City at one time was a booming region for gambling. I was the first in there. We did very well for many years. But as more and more communities and states allowed gambling, Atlantic City lost its luster. But we use those in very limited exceptions. And out of the hundreds and hundreds of deals, we have been very successful. You are bringing up a small number And from like any any business experience, we learn from it. And we try to do things differently in other deals, which we have clearly done. That answers the question. That's it. You don't have to say, well, I use the bankruptcy laws. I use this. Donald Trump was not prepared. And it was very apparent. Now, Donald Trump. Now, here's Trump on Fiorina. She's not going to win. Well, I thought Fiorina was good. He's being stupid attacking Carly Fiorina. You don't do that. You can say, look, Carly Fiorina had a very good debate. She's clearly a very strong candidate, as many of the others that I faced. But I still believe that I am the one candidate that can bring America back to the greatness that once was and should be. I hate to say this, lieutenants, but he is almost imploding. And I endorsed Donald Trump two weeks ago. I'm a Donald Trump fan. But when I hear yesterday on Don Lemon's CNN show at 10 o'clock... That he's not going to prepare, there's not nothing he would change, that is very disconcerting. And as that is a, an extremely lugubrious situation for those of us that support Donald Trump, and I believe for Donald Trump himself. When he gets into the White House, if he's elected, is he going to say, hey, I'm never going to change my I'm never going to listen to people? You should listen to people that are around you saying, Donald, you still can be yourself, but we have to work on you answering questions more concisely and what his advisors should do is throw the house at him. They ought to hire the toughest journalists out there and ask him the most mean-spirited pointed questions there are so that when he gets into a real debate, he won't be surprised and he won't have the and he's got to resist the urgency to attack the moderators. That being said, lieutenants, let us go to the phones. Debbie in Atlanta listening on 640 WGST, you are front and center with a general welcome.
9: Hi, General.
1: How are you? Fantastic, Debbie. You sound so luscious. No,
9: it's
1: allergies. (laughs) Oh, I'm just kidding. Okay, no problem.
9: Oh, wait a minute, Debbie. Uh, Please,
1: please, don't construe that as a war on you or a war on women. I would not want Megyn Kelly coming down my throat (laughs) saying, you actually made fun of Debbie because she has a very sexy voice.
9: General, I thought her question was totally irrelevant. As a woman, I don't care. I want to know what they're going to be doing about ISIS. I want to know what they're going to be doing about the economy. I I want to know what they're going to be doing about jobs. I want to know about what they're going to be securing the border. That question had no business being there. When that question was asked, I was looking at her going, what? Are you kidding me? And it was just like with Kasich when she asked the question about gay marriage. And he just put his finger up and went, let me finish. I don't know if Fox, I mean, we're huge Fox News watchers, but I don't know if Fox News just designated her as being the bulldog and going, you're going after these guys, Brett and Chris Wallace are going to lay back. I don't know what the strategy was there, but I, that question was totally irrelevant. I love the five o'clock debates much better than I love the ten or love the nine.
1: Debbie, well said. I agree with you. The first question should be on what are the most important issues facing our country right now. I would guarantee illegal exactly. immigration is one. How about jobs? Do you know that talking about a war on women? That uh, I can't remember. I heard some figure that there is thirty million women that are out of the workforce that used to work that want to be working. Now, to me, that's the real war on women, jobs. Okay, but
9: but, but here's the, but here's the thing: those that that war on women, they can't find jobs.
1: That's right. That's what I'm saying.
9: Jobs, they have to work two or three jobs. And a lot of those women are single parent, and they've got to work two or three jobs, which means that their kids are being left alone. So can, can we just get back to basics here and just do what we're supposed to do? Can we get, you know, what what really bothered me about Trump is is, and I like him. Don't get me wrong. I like him. But, you know, he's got on that baseball cap, bring American back. Okay, bring America back. So it doesn't matter who is nominated. It doesn't matter who's elected. If that person can bring America back, bring America back.
1: I agree. And and you are right about the women. And that's exactly what Megyn Kelly should have focused on. Jobs. Exactly. Illegal immigration. How about Obamacare? How about our standing in the world? How about what's going on in in with ISIS and with with Russia going into into uh, uh, various countries? How about the Iran deal? Not one thing was how even
9: about, mentioned. How about the fact that our job participation rate in this country is down since 1970?
1: that's correct they focused that? on the wrong on the uh, they focused on things that were so irrelevant and by the way I thought Kasich answered the question very very well and he did so oh, he did. again he stuck it right up Megan's ass but he didn't disparage exactly. her he didn't he didn't he wasn't derogatory he wasn't no. rude to her but he answered the question no. and that put her in her place yep. and the audience reacted yep. positively and that's exactly how and, donald and Marco trump is got to do. robio did
9: the same thing. robio was when e- she asked excellent. The question regarding abortion and he went i don't think that you have all the facts on my background.
1: Well, and, and I, I, I disagree, that the and I, I th- way yeah. To put it. Well, true, and I disagree strongly with Marco Rubio's uh, 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 position on that. But that's 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 for another debate. However, well, I will say this: you
9: know, but, but the way he, what the way he handled it was right. The way he handled
1: it, absolutely. And 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 Donald Trump should sit and look at that tape and watch every other person that was on that debate stage and learn from them, and say, you know what. That was my first debate. I've never been in debates. These are all politicians. They've all been in multiple debates. Use it as a learning experience. It is still early enough. And what does he do? He keeps doubling down on these comments against Megan Kelly. It is stupid. And, and somewhere along the well, line. And,
9: and, and here in Atlanta, here in Atlanta, on the Red States, the Red state thing, right. um, Eric, Eric uh, they're reporting that when he first said she was bleeding out of her eyes and whatever, it never mentioned her nose. No, I'm until looking. I'm looking four at four hours late. Well, maybe it is. Whatever it is, but who cares?
1: Who cares if it was? But you know, added
9: what? the nose, right? But who and cares then, if it was? And then when Eric Erickson uninvited him, he called him a loser, and he said he has always supported the establishment loser party.
1: Right, and, and here's yeah, my thing. Here's response. my thing. The That's reality what we're is, we're
9: hearing here in Atlanta. Right,
1: Debbie. Here's the reality. Red state. That that organization, CPAC, doesn't mean squat. It really doesn't in the whole scheme of things. I guarantee you, Donald Trump gave that 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 red state conclave this weekend more attention than anybody would have even known had he not said a word now he was stupid to can you do that and if he's uninvited say you know what that's fine because tomorrow i'm gonna hold my own rally in atlanta set it up and i guarantee he would have had ten thousand people there tomorrow but he's got to get smarter about it debbie i gotta run here's what i want to do for you how about thank you you hold on debbie hold on now do you smoke cigars
9: I know, but my husband
1: does. Ah, perfect. Then I'm going to send you out the La Sampler. The same cigar I'm enjoying, the La Red. There's also the La Black Label and the La Mr. Sam. It is our July Officers Club selection. Great boutique brand. Debbie, your husband, is getting these coming his way.
9: General, thank you so much, and it was a pleasure talking to you. I enjoyed
1: your comments, and Debbie is 100% right on what she said. We have so many more important issues. But again, Donald Trump, when confronted with the question, should have answered it clearly, succinctly, directly, and avoid the disparaging comments about Megyn Kelly. He can say, well, it's unfair, whatever, but to keep harping on it, this is a guy that wants to go up against Vladimir Putin. And I assure you, I would have no problem giving it right up to Vladimir Putin and negotiating with him. And if if Megan asked me a question, I would answer it, and I would do so in a way where at the end, I got a nice zinger in without being derogatory or being negative toward her. But by answering the question succinctly, you can do that. And that's exactly what Kasich did. Donald Trump, I hope that you are going to listen to your advisors and get into a room and start talking. Prepping for the next debate, which I think is in October. So you got time, learn from it. Smart men learn from their mistakes, wise men learn from others. Watch Cigar
0: Dave's exclusive telecast with the folks from Altadas, USA. From the 2015 IPCPR at CigarDave.com. The General fills you in on the brand new Monte Cristo 80th anniversary. The Monte Cristo Vintage White Connecticut. The Romeo by Romeo y Julieta Aging Room and more. Watch these exclusive telecasts anytime on CigarDave.com.
2: This is Rocky Patel. I'm here with my brother, Nish, and my cousin, Nimish, and we're talking cigars. Guess what? They want me to vote on what my favorite cigar is. It's tough, but I'm going to go with the Decade. I love it. It's rich, decadent, and smooth. Rocky, you know what? The Decade's a great cigar, but the 15th anniversary, that's the cigar. That celebrated your 15 years in business, and I got to tell you,
0: it's my favorite.
2: You know what, Nish and Rocky? You both are wrong. The best cigar is Freedom by Rocky Patel. This cigar delivers a lot of spice, a lot of flavor, and in my opinion, it's the best cigar we make. As usual, we can't agree. But guess what? There's a great cigar for everyone. I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come
4: visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General warning. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes.
1: The brand-new Cigar Dave mobile app for both iPhone and Android devices is finally out. If you go right now, either to the iTunes Store or the Google Play Store, search for Cigar Dave and download our brand-new app. It allows you to listen to the show live on your mobile device. You can listen to all of our podcasts. The last 10 podcasts are always available, Cigar Dave daily briefings. Additionally, it gives you direct access any place, anywhere. Go right now to the iTunes Store or Google Play Store and download the brand-new Cigar Dave mobile app.
4: Okay, people, we've just been awarded the House ad account. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. How? What about It's Not Your Grandfather's Cigar? It's been done. Next, how about Good to the Last Draw? Oh, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Now, who are
9: you?
1: Well, next Saturday, Lieutenants, T minus seven days away and counting. It is the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the water at the Buffalo Launch Club, our fourth annual live broadcast Pleasure Invasion from the Western New York Theater of Operations. We will have the entire crew there. Voice Talent Ed will be by my side. Our exclusive announcement. You don't there is no other radio shows that you see, local or national. That has their own live announcer at events. We are bringing radio back to its glory years. Voice Talent Ed will be front and center. We will also have the Portuguese Princess Colleen, who will be there. Mick the Brit from the European Theater of Operations. We are, as we speak, we are, uh, I believe that some of our associates in London are packing him in a big box and we are shipping him UPS five day delivery. So he arrives in Buffalo by Friday. We're putting some uh, cookies, we're putting some water and some other snacks for him so he makes the voyage across the pond in the FedEx or in the UPS box in one piece and properly nourished. We're also going to put some special fuel in there, some alcoholic related fuel. That'll get him right across, no problem. Colonel Ange, Captain Paul, we've got uh, Exo Tim, Puff Muffin Lori. Uh, let me see. We've got Lieutenant Gary, Mrs. Hermer One Gina, Cigar Mother Pierre, Cigar Sister Lynn, Cigar Intruder. we got the whole crew that's going to be there. It's going to be fantastic. We're also going to have Nish Patel and Nimish Desai, Nimidi from Rocky Patel Premium Cigars, as well as Hamlet Paredes, who has created the Tabacero Cigar, now working for Rocky Patel. We've got some great, great things that are going to be sampled, including some... Jack Daniels, some Gentleman Jack. We're going to have some Woodford Reserve on the bourbon front. In terms of craft beer, very excited. We're going to have Hamburg Brewing and brewmaster John Russo Jr. joining us. He's going to provide samplings of the Hamburg Small Town, a nice Saison beer, which I very much enjoy. Their India Pale Ale, their IPA. And from Ellicottville Brewing, Stephanie Cream will be there along uh, sampling their Blueberry Wheat and their Fall Fest, Oktoberfest Lager. Cannot wait. We'll be sampling throughout. We'll be doing an on-air tasting. We also have some special boutique coffees from Premium Coffee Roasters in Lackawanna, New York, and they're creating a special Alpha Pleasure Fest five-star blend. Everybody will be able to sample that, and we've got that that you will get in your... what do you see the goodie bags, lieutenants. Wait till you see those of you that have already bought your tickets. Actually, we're pretty much sold. We are sold out. What am I talking about? But when you... Get your goodie bag—a beautiful embroidered duffel bag—and you see what's in there, you will flip. In addition to the great food, I talked to the uh, Buffalo Lounge Club, and uh, we've got uh, talked to the chef yesterday and to their general manager. It is going to be a huge alpha male buffet. Cannot wait! It is going to be a great event. Now, Nish Patel at the cigar retailers convention three weeks ago gave a challenge. He brought me aside. He goes, "Give me that tape recorder, general. Give me that camera." I've got something to say to lieutenants in Buffalo.
2: All right, you guys in Buffalo, all you lieutenants, get ready, because I'm coming to Buffalo, and you know what? Nobody's been able to keep up with me. Let's see if you guys can come in. This is Nish Patel. I'm coming with the famous Nimi D and the Oli Hamlet. And I'll tell you what, I give this challenge to everyone. Nobody's been able to do it. So all you lieutenants out there in Buffalo, let's see if you can do it. Let's see. Get ready. We're on our way.
1: And as I told Nimish, or correction, Nish, I said, Nish, Buffalo is not Green Bay where you came from. Buffalonians can easily keep up with you and exceed you in partying, in pleasure, in libations, in delicacies. I know that my Buffalo lieutenants will not let me down. Let's say hello to uh, Mark in Corning, New York. Whoop, tell you what, Mark, stand by. I, we've got two Marks on right now. So, both Marks, stand by. When we come back, we will get to both calls. I don't want to cut any of you short since I didn't realize we were right up against the hard timeout at the bottom of the hour. Lieutenants, we will also tell you later in this hour, CBS Sunday Morning had an interesting feature called The New Leaf on Cuban Cigars. We have some excerpts, and I will give you my commentary. And also, on Wednesday, it was the 70th anniversary of the United States dropping the bomb on Hiroshima. And there was an editorial... In Investor's Business Daily, with the title, Will Anybody Ever Apologize for Truman's Nuclear Horror? I've got some commentary on that, too. As we continue front and center, enjoying the alpha male good life.
0: August selection for the Cigar Dave Officers Club is Casa Torrent from A. Torrent Cigars. While the wrapper on these beautiful cigars is from Mexico's San Andreas Negro Seed, the filler and binder are cultivated from a Cuban Sea Criollo variety, also grown in Mexico. These cigars are now available in the U.S. after being released in Europe and Canada previously. It's easy to join the Officers Club to have these cigars shipped directly to you. Just log on to CigarDave.com.
8: In the fertile fields of the Connecticut River Valley, there is still one cigar brand who grows their own Connecticut shade wrappers, Monte Cristo. Prized for its unique silky texture, this exquisite tobacco has now been used to craft a cigar worthy of its name, the Monte Cristo White Vintage Connecticut. Building on the legacy of the beloved Monte Cristo White series, this excellent medium to full-bodied cigar is rich, flavorful, and complex. Crafted with only the finest vintage 2008 wrapper leaves, the Monte Cristo White Vintage Connecticut cigar has subtle notes of spices, vanilla, and hazelnuts. Packaged in a gorgeous handcrafted box, these exceptional cigars are available now at your local tobacconist. Pick up a Monte Cristo White Vintage today and experience the spirit of the valley. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth
0: and throat, even if you do not inhale. Has determined that enemies of pleasure are hazardous to your happiness. For your protection and sanity, they've been vaporized.
1: All right, let's say hello to Mark Corning, New York. You are front and center.
6: Uh, General, long ashes to you. Back at you. Uh, I got to tell you, first of all, it's such an honor to talk to you today. I admire you. Uh, everything you stand for and everything you say, I'm behind you 100%. Couldn't say it better myself.
1: Mark, you're clearly a very bright man.
6: <laughs> I appreciate uh, that. Off, well, I got to tell you after listening to the whole uh, first hour in your commentary, I think it would behoove uh, Donald Trump to call you for some advice because he's right on the money, everything.
1: He should. The problem is is that I, I think when you know, as my father always taught me, even when I was younger, that if somebody gives you constructive criticism, it's because they want to help you. They want you to uh, perform better or, or to do better, to do well in your chosen endeavor, whether it's academically, whether it's uh, professionally. So you should never look at, at criticism, at constructive criticism, as a negative and I never do. In fact, I've got many broadcast colleagues that I consult on a regular basis saying, hey, what would you do differently? I'd like to get your opinion. Uh, as an example, I'm doing some flight training early part of the week, my recurrent flight training. I'm a, a, a private pilot. And when uh, the instructor gives me advice or when Captain Sai or Captain Eric, who have both uh, both Captain Eric does fly for one of the major airlines internationally, Captain Sai retired. As the number two seniority captain at U.S. Airways, flew everything from a DC-3 to the A330, when Captain Sai would give me advice, I would listen because I knew he had that experience. And actually, I've told him on numerous occasions, I welcome the advice. I, wel- In fact, he gave me some great advice on crosswind landings when we were in the A330 simulator many years ago, which has assisted me dramatically. So when someone gives you that advice, you cannot look at, at it that it's a negative. It's because somebody wants to help you. That's, very, that's really what it boils down to, and I hope Donald Trump will, will take the ego down just one notch and listen to people who say, Donald, we've got your best interests at heart. We want you to win. We're on your side, but you have to listen to us. We, we are going to guide you. And I think sometimes the problem is he doesn't have somebody, a confidant, that can say, hey, Don, you got to chill it back here or be a little bit more focused here, and that's part of the problem.
6: Exactly, General. There you go. More sound advice again.
1: That's what we uh, try to do, Mark. We try to give solid, straight-up advice with no bull. And again, my job here is to just spread the alpha male gospel and the good life gospel. That's what we do.
6: Well, you do that quite well. And I just realized we had another kind of a connection, General. I'm an air traffic controller.
1: <laughs> oh, are you really? What uh, yes. what sector for and uh, uh, where?
6: Uh, just a the small airport right here in local uh, airport tower and radar
1: in, control. where in Corning?
6: In, uh, well, it's just on the outskirts of Corning. It's uh, Elmira, Corning. Right? Oh,
1: Elmira, sure, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely know it very well. In fact, uh, hold on a second here. Wait a minute. Let me let me let me look on uh, AirNav.com here while I've got you on. Wait a minute. What's the uh, what's the airline uh, the airport code? Uh, the
6: identifier is Echo Lima Mike.
1: K E L M. Let's see here. Excellent. Yep, I'm looking at the airport right now. Looks Ah, so I would talk to you probably on the ground 1219 or tower
6: 121.1. Affirmative. And if you're going to talk to me on radar, it would be uh, 128.42 or 118.15 or 124.3 in the north sector.
1: So you're so you're also, uh, okay, because it says uh, New York uh, approach. Okay, gotcha. Fantastic. Clearance delivery, I would call you on 1219 as well. To get my uh, my IFR clearance. Outstanding. And I'm just looking at the at the uh, runways here. Let me take a look at it here, because I did learn to fly in Syracuse, actually, uh, at the airport here. And I'm looking got an eight thousand uh, foot runway runway. It looks as though two four is your main four runway, four. six and two four. And then you've got two eight and ten, which is uh, fifty four hundred. So both good sized runways.
6: Right. We also have a grass strip for uh, sailplanes, hang gliders, and whatnot. That's runway 523, parallel uh, 624.
1: I'm just looking at that right now. It does look like a... How is it? Is it in good shape this summer?
6: Oh, real good shape. Uh, as a matter of fact, this is our busiest weekend of the year right now. We, we're uh, the closest airport to Watkins Glen International for the NASCAR race. So, That's right, Watkins Glen. Around-
1: Outstanding. Uh, We're
6: real busy this week.
1: Yeah, I was going to say. You know, it's very interesting because the last time I landed on a grass strip was during my private pilot instruction in a Cessna 152. And I was always used to landing, obviously, on runways. And when you land on a grass strip, it's a very different sound. It's a different feel. Everything is very different. After I got my license, I have never taken a plane into a grass strip. And uh, I hope I don't. (laughs) <laughs> because that would signify that I'd have to make some sort of emergency landing or there was one time I almost flew into a place called Chalet Suzanne here in the uh, center of the state of Florida it was a big restaurant they had their own strip but the conditions were very wet and I said forget it that is not going to happen but uh, maybe I will uh, see you I will uh, I'll have to give you my tail number uh, when we're off the air and you can you'll you'll know who it is probably by the voice I've had numerous controllers as I uh, call them up they they recognize the voice and they start to talk cigars and the good life with me so fantastic outstanding. i would
6: love to <laughs> would
1: outstanding love to... mark well i appreciate that excellent well mark we uh if i if i do get to elmira corning or i i traverse your sector i will be sure to uh to ask for you
6: okay general can i hold on one second because i got a real big favor sure go ahead um, the main reason I called is uh, my son and I will be uh, attending Pleasure Fest next weekend. Oh, excellent. And he is just on the verge. He's a couple weeks out from it, uh, departing for Air Force basic training in uh, San Antonio. And his send-off from me is Pleasure Fest. And I, was one, I couldn't think of a more fitting way to send a young man off to the military. So I was wondering if you could find it within yourself to give him a few minutes of... Uh, Alpha Male Pep Talk at the uh, Pleasure Fest next weekend.
1: Absolutely, although I don't think he needs it. He sounds like he's on the right track to begin with, Mark, but it would be my pleasure. In fact, if you would be sure that you come up to me or uh, Mick or Captain Paul, Colonel Ange, and make sure that you identify yourself because we will definitely recognize. What what is your uh, son's name?
6: Chris.
1: Chris. Well, we will definitely recognize Chris, so be sure you come up to me and identify yourself so I can make sure that we, uh, we make a big deal of that.
6: I will definitely do that. Thank you, General. We will be on the way up with the top down in the convertible and listening to the uh, Gypsy Queens the whole way.
1: The uh, Gypsy Kings. No Gypsy Queens. Gypsy... Only in San Francisco <laughs> they have the Gypsy Queens. Not this alpha yeah, male, but... it's the Gypsy Kings. <laughs>
6: <laughs> That's what I joke about, him about all the time.
1: Well, here, here's what I want to do for you. I want to send you out some special cigars, in addition to all the great cigars you're going to get next week. But I'm going to send you out some of the new Henry Clay's by Pete Johnson. Altadas created that is a very limited edition cigar. Only fifty thousand cigars made. We'll send a couple up for you and your son, Chris.
6: Outstanding. Thank you, General.
1: My pleasure. Mark, look forward to seeing you. And uh, maybe we'll get uh, Mark uh, on the uh, radio as well if we fly through the Elmira sector. All right, Lieutenants, a couple of items that I do want to get to that, uh, that are of relative importance. First of all, we at the IPCPR convention, we were just bombarded by cigar manufacturers. That's a general. We've got to be involved in the officers' club. We want to sign up now. We've got some great cigars. We want to get to your lieutenants, and so one of them is the new Boulevard. There are two cigars that Mike Genini, who is uh, the a uh, founder and primary creative force behind Foundry Cigar, which is part of General Cigar, and the Foundries were our officers' club selection last fall. Well, he said, General, I want you to try these new Bolivars and Ramon Ayones." Now, those are two original Cuban brands. General Cigar has the trademark rights to them in the United States. And for many years, they made them, but then they took them off the market, and they gave them over to Mike. They moved the Ramon Ayones and Bolivar brands over to Mike Giannini. And in Mike's incredible creative With his creative ability, with his tremendous passion, with his knowledge of tobaccos in the industry, he decided to do something very different with Bolivar and Ramon Iones and really make them into a more forward-looking brand, changing the direction of the band and the taste complexion. So the old Bolivar and Ramon Iones brands that General sold for years, they are gone They're now part of Foundry Tobacco. They have been reblended, repackaged, reimagined. And the two cigars, Mike calls it the the Passport to Forbidden Tobaccos because he says these new blends represent a glimpse into the future what the Ramon Iones and Bolivar brands could possibly look like in 10 years. But they're coming out with them today. So let me give you, they're going to have the exact same sizes. The Ramon Ionis and Bolivar will come in a 5x50 Robusto, suggested retail for $6.50, and a 6x50 Toro for $7, and a 6x60 Magnum for $7.5. Now, here, I'm just looking at the packaging. The Ramon Iones. As a very unique packaging, a little bit of old, a little bit of new, nice gray with blue, whereas the Bolivar has more of the red. But they do put some, Mike did put some of the old Ramon Aiones and Bolivar history in this. But the Ramon Aiones blend consists of an Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper and Nicaraguan fillers. The Bolivar will feature a dark Connecticut Habano wrapper. It is not a broadleaf wrapper, but it is a Connecticut Habano wrapper an Ecuadorian Sumatra binder, and filler from Nicaragua, Honduras, Mexico, and the Dominican Republic. It is a very complex cigar. So when I was talking to Mike and I smoked the cigar, I said, Mike, got to tell you, I absolutely love the Bolivar. A lot of flavor to it. The a Connecticut Habano wrapper is grown in Connecticut. It is not a Maduro, not a broadleaf, but it's a beautiful, dark Connecticut uh, Habano wrapper, and just the entire flavor, the, the way that the cigars were rolled with the pigtail caps and the uncut feet, Just a very unique presentation. I said, Mike, great cigar. He said, General, I'm glad you like it because I want to feature it in the Officers Club. So the new Bolivar, which you can now get, it'll be available in your retailers in the next week or two, maybe towards the end of the month, will be our, 2000, our January 2016 Officers Club selection. So we've got our entire Officers Club selections locked down until next year. Now, we may have some changes because some of the manufacturers in general, this is our plan, but we may have something up our sleeves with a new blend. And if we do, we want to make sure that we can feature it in the Officers Club. So we got some great cigars, including this new Bolivar, and it knocked me off my feet. A lot of flavor, spicy, rich. Mike did a great job with this uh, new Bolivar and the Ramon Iones, as well. So that will be our January 2016 Officers Club selection, the brand new Boulevard. Lieutenants, when we come back for our final and concluding segment, I will share with you some excerpts from the piece that CBS Sunday the CBS Sunday morning show did last week called A New Leaf on Cuban cigars with Mark Strassman. So we will do that as the final and concluding segment of this edition of the Cigar Dave Show comes your way next.
0: The 2015 Alpha Pleasure Fest on the Water presented by Rocky Patel is Saturday, August 15th at the Buffalo Launch Club. This all-VIP ticketed event is now sold out. Attendees were promised six premium cigars from Rocky Patel, including the new 20th anniversary, the Sun Grown Maduro, and the Tomochero by Hamlet. But at IPC The general told you he's throwing in two more private blend cigars made by Rocky Patel for a grand total of eight premium cigars. The 2015 Alpha Pleasure Fest on the Water, presented by Rocky Patel, is Saturday, August 15th. For details, go to CigarDave.com.
2: Wow, the new Super Lijero from Rocky Patel. That's right. This seed took years of development. This is a new varietal from Costa Rica. Years of planning, years of research, and working with the Placencia family, we have a seed called the Super Lijero. That's the magic in this new cigar. This cigar has a unique wrapper from St. Augustine. From the mountains of Honduras. That's right, Nimish, and that's why this cigar is so special, because it has a character that is very, very different than all of the cigars. In fact, whether you're a novice, amateur, professional, full-body smoker, you're going to love this cigar, because this character with the Super Lihero and the St. Augustine wrapper just delivers a lot of unique flavors that everyone's going to enjoy. Look for it in your local retailers
11: coming this October. America is under attack. Basic freedoms, privileges, and acts that we would normally take for granted are disappearing each day, including the simple ability to enjoy a cigar. This is Glenn Loop, Executive Director of Cigar Rights of America, CRA. At a time when elected officials should be thinking about education, public safety, and creating jobs, they are actually thinking about smoking bans, new taxes, and regulations of historic proportions on premium cigars. The cigars that provide us with pleasure, relaxation, and fellowship are under attack. We have to stop it. That's why Cigar Rights of America was created, to work for a new political day for cigar enthusiasts across America, to roll back restrictive laws and defeat onerous taxes and regulations that impact everyone from your local cigar shop to your personal humidor. For the price of a few great cigars, be a part of this effort to protect your right to enjoy a cigar without excessive taxation and cumbersome legislation. Go to CigarRights.org. Let's tell the government we've had enough. Join now, CigarRights.org.
0: The Alpha Pleasure Fest at The Rock is Saturday, November 21st at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Tampa. Presented by Davidoff North America. Tickets will go on sale on Saturday, August 15th at CigarDave.com.
1: On the Sunday, a CBS Sunday morning with Charles Osgood. He pulls off a bow tie very well. I could not wear a bow tie. I just, except for a tuxedo, I just don't have that bow tie look. Cigar A, my grandfather, looked good in a bow tie. Me, not so much. But uh, on that show, Mark Strassman, correspondent, went down to Cuba and they had a piece entitled Cuba, a new leaf looking at Cuban cigars. Now that the establishment of diplomatic relations has occurred and the easing up of travel restrictions, the embargo is still there. But they took a look at Cuban cigars. So here is how the piece began.
10: Along Havana's waterfront, no one asks politely before lighting up. No one complains about the smell or the smoke. The annual Abanos Festival is the most cigar-friendly spot on the planet, an international celebration of Cuba's pride. It's cigar.
1: Well, Cuban, Cuba's certainly known for cigars. It's known for its communism as well. It's known for its two uh, uh, commie bastard dictators, the Castros. But Cuban cigars, without any question. However, I have always stated that Cuban cigars are not the Cuban cigars from before the embargo, or before Castro got there, because at one time they were the creme de la creme of the world. That's when the great Cuban cigar makers were in Cuba. Now they've all left. They're in Nicaragua, the Dominican, Honduras. That's fact. And they go into talking about the Cuban cigar mystique.
10: Cuban cigars, often called Cubans, come wrapped in mystique. Fidel Castro made them his trademark before quitting for health reasons. Winston Churchill loved the cigars, as did President Kennedy. Before he enacted the trade embargo against Cuba in 1962, JFK stocked his private humidor with 1,200 petite upmans, his personal favorite.
1: Well, first of all, Cuban, Cuba was known for its great cigars and cigar tobaccos long before Fidel Castro came on the scene. Long before. Second, it is true that JFK, President Kennedy, had Pierre Salinger, his press secretary, go out and get every H. Upman Petite Corona he could buy. 1200 before he signed the Cuban embargo, uh, the presidential order for the Cuban embargo. That would be known as insider trading, lieutenants. Today, if he did it, first of all, it's just very skeezy. If you know that you are going to sign the embargo, it's just a little bit disingenuous to me that you would go out and get all these cigars. I understand that he loved the cigars, but when you know you're doing that, there's just something very skeezy about it. Now, in terms of the next soundbite, the piece goes on to talk about their famed Cuban cigar tobacco leaves, and they talk about they talk with Hochi Robena, whose grandfather was the first to really cultivate many of those great cigar tobacco leaves. But there were other people long before that. But Hochi Robena talks about the leaves and the cigars being the best in the world, which I do take issue with.
10: The Cuban tobacco industry believes it would dominate the $6.7 billion U.S. cigar market, predicting a 25 to 30% share in the first year and in time a 70 percent share whoops
1: I took that out of order I took that out of order that was towards the end of the piece which I will get to momentarily but let's talk about the famed Cuban tobacco leaves again with Hochi Robena
10: those leaves come from the Pinar del Rio province in western Cuba often considered the world's premier tobacco growing region we like push here you can see the oil yep look at that Mm-hmm. If a Cuban cigar's soul is in the soil, it's also in 38-year-old Hirochi Robina's blood. The Cuban cigars are the best. But is there a cigar out there that's better than yours? The cigar what? Is there a cigar anywhere in the world? That's... This one? Yeah. No, this one is the best in the world. <laughs> the best in Cuba.
0: So if it is the best in Cuba, it's the best in the world.
1: <laughs> Bologna. Bologna. In fact, Hirochi Robina has been working on his own cigar, Nicaragua, trying to come into the American market. And I believe now he's going to move from one company, he's going to be working with Bill Paley at La Polina. But to say, for him to say that this is the best in the world, if it's the best in Cuba, it's the best in the world, no way. No way. I will take any cigar, give me any cigar from Nicaragua, Honduras, or the Dominican Republic, and I'll put it up against any one of the Cuban cigars in terms of taste, quality, consistency, price, value, Cuban cigars are inferior to Dominican, Nicaraguan, Honduran by those categories. So I do disagree, but Hochi Robina is actually going out and, uh, and 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 here in the United States working with La Polina. Now I look forward to seeing what he comes up with. I'm sure whatever he comes up with, working with Bill will be great, and I look forward to that. But his cigar, I'll guarantee he makes with Bill at La Polina in Nicaragua, the Dominican or Honduras, will be better than the stuff coming out of Cuba. Now they talk about some Naples retailers that are looking at business opportunities, specific, specifically a gentleman by the name of Marcus Daniel, who owns a cigar store in Naples.
10: On this day, the United States came to him, a cigar club from Florida. For Marcus Daniel, the trip to the Robina Plantation was more than a pilgrimage. Daniel, an American who owns a cigar shop in Naples, has traveled here a dozen times he and Hirochi Robina see business opportunities emerging in the U.S.
11: The open secret in cigar making is that you've got to have good relationships with the growers. You need the growers. You've got to have the best tobacco.
10: So do you feel as though it's an advantage to have
1: made some of these relationships already?
11: Well, the early bird gets the worm.
1: Well, I disagree with that because, first of all, If the embargo opens up, it's still going to be controlled by the communist government, assuming that the communist government is still in place. But if that is the case, you've already got Altadas International, which owns 50% of Habanos. They will be the first to get any Cuban tobacco or Cuban cigars into the United States. So many of these people that are going down on these trips these junkets thinking they're developing these relationships, they're developing it with the wrong people, the people that will, they're not the decision makers. So it's almost comical to me to see these Americans go down 10, 12, 15, 20, 30 times thinking that they're going to be first in line. You don't have to be first in line. It's never the first ones in line that usually, the early bird doesn't necessarily get the worm. It's usually someone else that comes in from behind. Now, lastly, here's what the, what Mark Strassman had to say about what the Cubans think in terms of their market share.
10: The Cuban tobacco industry believes it would dominate the 6.7 billion dollar U.S. cigar market, predicting a 25 to 30 percent share in the first year, and in time a 70 percent share.
1: Ain't no way in hell the Cuban cigar, uh, Cuban cigars of the you know, American market will get a 70 percent market share. I will bet my entire. Everything on it. I'll bet this show on it. I will bet my harem on it. Never, never going to happen. They are smoking Cuban crack. They are wrong. Lieutenants, next week we're up in Buffalo. Cigar Dave, the general saying, Mayor Humidor always be full. Mayor Cutter always be sharp. Mayor Ashby, extra, extra long. Semper delictatio, always pleasure. Buffalo, I am coming home for the 2015 Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the water. Be
5: ready.